Welcome to Your Life Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Today, we're going to talk about what does God say about love? So let's go to our Heavenly Father. Father God, we love you, honor, glorify, and adore you. We thank you for this in each day. We thank you for this new day, this new opportunity. We thank you, Father God, for filling us with your love. We thank you for your son, Jesus, Yeshua. We thank you, Father God, for his love and blood. We thank you for the Holy Spirit being here with us, filling us up and pouring out, pouring out through us, Father. We thank you so much. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, onto this podcast. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our homes, into our vessels, minds, and hearts. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into our day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling here with us. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the comfort. Thank you for giving us the conviction. Thank you for giving us the love, guidance, and direction that you provide. We thank you for this word that's about to take place. Allow our ears and hearts to be open to receive. Receive, not just hear the word, but to receive your word on this day. And we love you and we praise you and we thank you. In your precious and mighty name, Jesus, Yeshua, amen, amen, amen. So what does God tell us about love? The month of February contains a few special dates, Black History Month, American Heart Health Month, Groundhog Day, Valentine's Day, President's Day, and there are several different national celebrations throughout the month, such as National Freedom Day, Feed the Birds Day, National Chopsticks Day, Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day, yay, National Pizza Day, Love Your Pet Day, National Chili Day, just to name literally just a few. There is a day for almost anything that you can think of. However, today we are going to discuss Valentine's Day, the facts, and what does God have to say? So summary of St. Valentine. St. Valentine was a clergyman. He was a priest or a bishop in the Roman Empire. He ministered to persecuted Christians. He was martyred and his body was buried at the Christian cemetery on the Via Flamina, close to the Ponte Milvio, to the north of Rome on February 14th, which has been observed as the Feast of St. Valentine, St. Valentine's Day, since 496 AD. I found this information on Wikipedia. Um, It also has it in the Cyclopedia Britannica as well. So basically it's a saint because the Catholic Church labels people as saints. Just like some churches or some denominations refer to each other as like brothers and sisters in Christ, disciples. um, And when for the Catholic Church, when someone is honored in doing something, they were a saint. So this gentleman was Saint Valentine. Um, And what he did is that he ministered and and encouraged and spoke with spoke with. Um, Christians that were persecuted or mocked or beaten for having their belief in Christ. So he just tried to keep them encouraged, tried to um, minister them that, yes, you're doing the right thing through Christ. And so what happens here is um, a little further into the story. What happened is there was uh, a judge that, you know, he was arrested and the judge said, you know, hey, stop evangelizing, stop preaching about Jesus. And he said, no, I won't because Jesus is love and Jesus is healing. And, and he goes through all these things. And so the judge tells him, okay, you believe so much in your Jesus, then, and he's a healer. Then if you 
have your God heal my daughter's eyes because she was blind. He said, I will do anything you say. So that same Valentine went and he prayed and prayed and prayed. And he, uh, um, the judge brought the, his daughter to him and he laid his hands over her eyes, anointed her eyes and prayed over them. And she was able to see through the power of God. So of course the judge was in awe and he said, what do I do? And, and so St. Valentine told him, Hey, get rid of all of your idols, get rid of all these small little GODs you're trying to worship here and worship God, follow Jesus, who Jesus is. And so him and his household of 40, they got baptized, they got saved and baptized. And so of course, then time goes on and then St. Valentine became arrested again by the emperor Claudius II. And what happened is Claudius told him, hey, you're going to bow down to the God that I worship. And Valentine was like, no, I'm not. And of course, I'm paraphrasing all this. Um, so basically, St. Valentine was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm worshiping and I'm praising. I will only worship my God, the true and living God. And so Claudius II said, okay, then we're going to beat you with clubs and behead you. And Valentine says, so be it. So he was a martyr. He was um, taken. So a martyr refers to a person who, according to the Bible, was killed because of their testimony of Jesus and God. And so what happened is that they would be either stoned to death, sawed, crucified, burned on a stake, um, beheaded, different types of um, forms of torture. So with them witnessing and testifying their love for Christ and, you know, teaching and sharing with others the love of Christ so they can give their life to Christ. They actually were killed for doing these things. So St. Valentine didn't give, give in. And what happened is, is that he stood strong and he said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to stand for Christ. And he did. And so it dates back to the, the Pope actually claiming February 14th as a day to honor St. Valentine's for, for being a martyr. And so that's where it all had began in the Catholic Church. Now, the origin of Valentine's Day dates back um, to the ancient Romans. They celebrated a god by the name of Lupercus. And basically what it was is that... Um, it was a wolf that was basically raped by um, by the god Mars, and I'm getting this off of the the uh, excuse me the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, so all this information is a mixture of Wikipedia, Encyclopedia Britannica, um, and National Geographic. And so what happened would be that the these pagan people, pagans are non-Christians. Um, they believe in gods, but they don't believe in the one true living God that you and I believe in. They believe in like the sun God, the moon God, uh, the God of the air, you know, whatever, the tree God, different whatever gods that they happen to believe in. So the pagan young men would strip naked except for their underwear. And um, they would take these little whips and go around like whipping on these women, um, believing it would improved fertility. So that's how they were honoring their, um, their fertility God. Um, so then they would do like a lottery and they would pick out these names 
um, and they would, so the men would pick these names and choose a woman's name. And then she would have to be basically like a sex slave to him, um, for that year until February 14th came around again. So as the Roman civilization became more dominant, the soldiers brought this custom to every country they conquered. So what happened was, and uh, in Rome, you know, everything had to be passed by the emperor. So, and the emperor, of course, was a pagan, more than likely and usually. And so in order, they wanted to kind of Christianize the festival because uh, the Pope had said, you know, we're going to celebrate February 14th for St. Valentine in honor of him giving his life up, you know, being a martyr. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and declare this day as a St. Valentine's Day. And so that way they could intermix their um, pagan traditions and customs into a day of a martyr day, <laughs> which it really just doesn't make sense because it just seems really twisted and crazy. So basically, um, it was once declared a day of love. Um, it was absolutely, there had nothing absolutely to do with God, with the Christian God, with the true and living God. Um, basically, Valentine's Day rooted in the pagan festivities and became just a commercialized day. Um, so with all that being said, it's really funny because I don't see anywhere with the pagan form of it where love fit in anywhere there because it was, to me, it sounded more of a lustful thing. So if you look at St. Valentine, he did love Jesus. Yes, he was not ashamed of the love that he had for Jesus. So when we choose a life for Christ, we must understand that there will be times or there will be a time in our life that we will be persecuted. We will be punished. We, we will you know, be mocked, made fun of, pushed around for believing and living and sharing a life of Christ with others. We have to remember though that the walk of life for Christ is not for the weak, but for the warrior. So I don't see in anywhere in the pagan portion of this um, where there's love or romance or feeling special. I don't see anything about cards being given or flowers. It definitely has become something that, hey, there's a day out there, let's commercialize it. So um, with that being said, even the day of St. Valentine, the word Valentine actually means power. Um, it doesn't mean love. And they were just honoring a person that was martyred. I mean, John the Baptist was martyred and there's no day set aside for him that I'm aware of. I mean, I don't know. And I have to look into that as well. So we find in Romans chapter 12, verse two, in the New Living Translation, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and perfect and pleasing. And so what does God tell us about love? In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 5, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It, keep no record, it keeps no records of wrong. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14, it says, Do everything in love. In Psalm chapter 143, verse 8, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you, I entrust my life. 
Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 through 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Completely humble and be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. So, so far you can see that that God is telling us. He doesn't say just pick this one day that has absolutely nothing to do with love, but choose every day. He said, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Bind them around your neck and place it on your heart. Be completely humble, bearing with one another in love. We're supposed to love each other. Above all, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Ephesians 3, chapter 16 and 17, I pray that out of his glorious riches, may he strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. That's how we need to be, is rooted and established in love, loving at all times. And Jesus was the, Yeshua was the great example for us. John chapter 15, verse 13, excuse me, 3, 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what Jesus, Yeshua did for us. And then what did God do for us? It said, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So every day we should love. Every day we should express our love for one another. At all times, it shouldn't be a once a year type thing. It shouldn't be a once in a while thing. The Lord tells us that we should not conform to the ways of this world, the customs of this world. We should allow God to renew our minds, renew our hearts, so that way we're not fixated on these commercialized days, but we're fixated on true love of God. Because when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, He overflows us with that love, with that peace, that we can love and truly have that peace towards one another. And then one other thing I'd like to read to you all, which gives us the example. The Lord sets the example. The Lord tells us. He tells us in Romans chapter 12 what exactly He's he's expecting of us. It says, don't just pretend to love, love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong but hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. So God tells us that we shouldn't pretend to love one another. It shouldn't be, oh, hey girl, hey, how you doing? In front of their face and as soon as they turn their back, you're talking trash about them. Or, oh yeah, sweetie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, hey man, hey, what's up? Oh yeah, I love you, man, I love you, man. And a lot of times we take each other for granted because us being, say, family members, you know, you're expecting 
it's an obvious thing that your mom loves you or your dad loves you or your siblings love you and you just take it for granted yeah they love me why because they're my family but God wants us to love deeper than that he wants us to love in a way that he loves us he wants us to love in a way that is beyond the surface of love he wants us to have a genuine love but how do I do that you ask I mean I feel like I love them I say I love them but it's so much deeper than on the surface it's so much deeper than words it's how you present yourself it's how you show love it's how you feel the love it's how you present the love and the only way that you can truly love is by having the love of God placed in you and poured out of you allowing the holy spirit to come in and dwell to manifest in your hearts and minds to pour out that pure love that only god can hold and so when we welcome the holy spirit into our lives welcome the holy spirit into our day and lead and guide as we're going through the day we can show that love and truly truly if there's people that you know that that's one thing i noticed that some um churches that i used to go to is there would be people that were so they they seemed so stuck up and so mean and and god is about love and so when you go to a service or when you're entering to a service you should be able to feel love like on this podcast it should be love you should be able to turn on the podcast and know that you are loved like yes that is the name that god has blessed this ministry you are loved because guess what every single person out there i don't care even if they say well i don't need love i don't need anybody we all need love we all need love and god wants you to know that you are loved you are loved you are loved because he sent his son jesus he sent his son yeshua to die on the cross because Jesus Yeshua loved us so much because he loved his father so much and see God had left the holy spirit once Jesus had resurrected then what happened after that is God sent down the holy spirit so he would be our comforter so we could live with the holy spirit inside of us and the holy spirit we've talked about before is in alignment with God so that means he's in alignment with the love of God and so when somebody comes up to speak to me or I'm speaking to somebody else or if it's a person I know a person I don't know they should be able to not even knowing me feel the love of God off of me they should be able to feel when i speak to them the love of god through me and it's not the pretend it's not that oh hey and i do the little high pitched voice trying to push something out no it's a natural thing it's a natural thing inside of me because the holy spirit is inside of me the holy spirit is growing the holy spirit is overflowing and stretching and pushing and pouring out because that means that's God in me and people can see Jesus in me and people can see the light of Christ in me and they can feel the love of Christ come out of me so every day is a day of love we should express our love for each other at all times allowing the love of Christ to live through us the holy spirit fills us and it becomes a natural thing it is a natural thing So now that we have received the truth, what are you going to do with it? 
Are you going to accustom to this world? Are you going to conform to this world and celebrate the days that are not of God? Or are you going to take each day and bless each day and honor God each day and and love each day? So Father God, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to understand what true love is. True love is you, Lord, period. True love is you because you loved us so much that you gave your son. And your son loved us so much that he wanted to follow your will and give his life on the cross, even if it were for just one. So we thank you for that true, genuine love. We honor you, Lord, and we praise you because you're worthy to be praised. We thank you for laying your life down for us. We thank you for the opportunity of having the Holy Spirit dwell inside of us so we can feel love overflowing through us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to feel special. Thank you for allowing us to feel important. Thank you for allowing us to feel loved because Lord, you told us that we are loved because you love us so much and we thank you for that love and we honor you and we praise you. And Father God, we just wanna go out and spread your love and share your love because you're so amazing. So we thank you for this day. We love you, Lord. We praise you. Father God, allow the listeners to feel your love. Allow the listeners to know that they are loved, Father God, that they are loved by you, Lord, that no man or no material thing could ever suffice the love that you have for them. So thank you, Father God, for filling our voids. Thank you, Father God, for allowing your Holy Spirit to come and just overflow us and give us that peace and joy naturally. So we thank you and we praise you and we honor you. In your precious and mighty name, Jesus, Yeshua, amen, amen, amen. So thank you so much for joining us on this day. Thank you again. Remember that you can find us on the World Wide Web at youarelaministries.us. You also can find us on Facebook and our Instagram page. You want to look for the heart with the cross through it. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, you are loved.